Girl, listen. Are you single? In a situationship? Depressed? In a season of transition? Wherever you're at in life, this is for you. We're your hosts. My name is Michaela, a.k.a. Mac. And I'm Val, a.k.a. Val. And we're here to encourage, share God's wisdom, and hopefully create some space for revelation and breakthrough through our personal testimonies. God is doing something big. We feel the weight of it. We feel the shift. And the time is now to respond and act on it. We hope this episode truly blesses you. Thank you for listening. Girl, listen. Self-care is the best care. That part. Would you agree? I was inspired by your sweater. (laughs) I mean, it's my shirt. Self-care club. (laughs) Honestly, it's funny because I didn't even realize that when I was wearing it. Uh We were talking about what we were going to talk about today. I was like, wait. Yeah, self-care. It says eat, hydrate, exercise, sleep. Wait, that's a word right there. It should say pray afterwards. It should. H&M, you know, it's not a Christian. It's not a Christian company. H&M, get with the program. (laughs) Add some Christian content. Thank you. (laughs) But today we're talking about mental health. Um, I think, like we said last week, we are just really moved by, you know, everyone's prayer requests that y'all were sending in. And I know we haven't responded to everyone, but we like seen them and we're praying over them and also what we've been going through we just think that mental health is super important something that we want to talk about with y'all yeah and sorry that we've kind of been lacking on our ig game we have been just our mental health yeah Men- <laughs> mental health and also i think just with work and everything it's just been like Life. so chaotic mm-hmm. um but we're gonna get on it okay it's a new year guys we're gonna yes. get on it but just know that we see you and we mm-hmm. love you we're praying for you and just thank you for continuously supporting us and um being understanding obviously yeah yeah, we want to talk about mental health because Mm -hmm. we're starting a new year Mm -hmm. and i was looking at statistics for mental health okay and it is actually insane i want to read some statistics to you guys about mental health and let me see let me find them okay so one in four u.s adults that's 26 percent experience mental illness each year wow eight million children and adolescents in the u.s suffer from a serious mental illness Mm. 90% of Americans who die by suicide and suicide is the second leading cause of death among people age 10 to 34, Hmm. the second leading cause of death. And so 90% of American Americans who die of suicide have experienced symptoms of a treatable mental health condition, such as depression, anxiety, or other forms of mental illness disorders. Um, half of all chronic mental illness begins by age 14 and 75% by age 24. Dang. Yeah. Dang. And so, and it even says that despite these statistics, right, despite these really crazy statistics, nearly 50% of people suffering from a mental health disorder will not seek treatment. Dang. And they will, on average, people will, it'll take people 11 years to actually seek help from people. That makes a lot of sense. Isn't that crazy? Though? That's crazy. And so I hope that brings perspective to a lot of people. Yeah, I hope I hope that brings perspective and yeah. that you're not alone. Yeah. At all. And you but you're also not a statistic. Yeah. And so I, I think it's just when I was looking at these statistics, I said, wow, like, God, like your children are hurting. Yeah. They're suffering. Sure. And it and I think the like and it's 
you know, so beautiful that you and I have both gone through these things as mm-hmm. well, that we're able to sit here and not speak about it in some like, like looking into like from what we've seen or what we've heard, we're speaking about it through experience, yeah. through our own personal experience. So mm-hmm. Mac, I want to ask you, what's your personal experience with dealing with mental health? Yeah. And I think first I would just want to address that, like based on those statistics, I think the heart behind this episode is just so that you guys, like Val said, know one, that you're not alone, but two, that like you are so seen, you're loved and you're valued and your presence is important and who you are is needed in this world. And I think like not saying that, you know, like suicide is an easy way out. Like it takes, you get pretty in a dark headspace that comes to that point. But like, if you are in that headspace, I hope these words can just echo in your ears that like, you are important, you are needed, you are loved. We want you here. And despite how you're feeling, like we want you here, you know, and I, we're going to talk more about mental health and I'll, I'll share my experience, but I just felt like I wanted to just preface that, like that this episode is so that you just feel so seen heard and loved yeah and also preface it by saying that we are not therapists we're not doctors (laughs) we are not experts by any means so please like you take the wisdom that we have received from god and from our own experiences Mm -hmm. and um take whatever you can from it and use it to apply it to your own life but also please if you are struggling with um, any type of mental health disorder or suicidal thoughts or mm-hmm. ideation, please seek the help from a professional yeah. and reach out to someone for mm-hmm. help, even if it's reaching out to us for help. And we we're, can like give I, you the right resources. Like to I said, we're you. not experts, but yeah. we will help you in whatever way that we can mm-hmm. and exactly and pray for you. So um, again, we're not experts. We are not doctors. We are not like licensed, any licensed <laughs> type of, yeah, anything, <laughs> We are social a social media guru and a teacher. So yeah, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and lovers of Jesus. Yeah. So we can only speak from our own experiences and what we have felt God talk to us about, like speak to us about. So um, just please. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Don't wait 11 years to seek the help of someone. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable talking to anyone um, close to you, please know that we are here. Our DMs are open and that is a safe space for you and we want to help you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to that's so that good. Too yes, with what you that's were so good. Um, relating to like the 11 years for seeking help. I relate to that, you know, because I think this was the first time in my life that I was seriously depressed mm-hmm. in um like the month of November and December. And it was, you know, obviously circumstantial depression and seasonal depression combined. But it took me, I was depressed all of last year, but it really like came to surface towards the end of the year. But it took me months to let people in. I let you in. You are at the forefront of it because we're together all the time. And also like you've struggled with mental health. And so it was, I just felt, one, I feel comfortable with you to confide in you into like when I got to that really low point and I like showed up your house crying and I was like, what's wrong with me? You're like, I think you're depressed. And I was just like, 
okay. <laughs> like, you know, I was like think, self-diagnosing myself. <laughs> Every time you talk about like me saying something to you, it's like such an like a... It is, because it, it is. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, but it's like funny like hearing you back saying it. Like it's such an soft, like you're, you're depressed. It like, is. Okay, like I love you. But it like I think back and I'm like, that actually is like That's how I you. respond to you. Yeah, anytime I'm like coming with a mess to you, you're just like very calm and collected. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah! Like you're all over the place. But that's why we work well honestly yeah, we really do <laughs> we're the complete opposite but in a healthy way um but yeah so I think like just some signs to look for that maybe you're experiencing some depression um is what I can speak on because I never really struggle with anxiety but depression was the thorn in my side um but just some signs is like lack of motivation um I felt like the best way I can explain how I really felt was just like I was on autopilot. Like I just kind of felt like I wasn't there. Like I was just doing the bare minimum. And also I was crying every single day. And I was just, I couldn't, I wasn't in control of my feelings and emotions. I think like if I wanted to cry, I would cry. If I wanted to be mad, I was easily angered, um, easily irritable. And these are just my, like, these aren't clinically proven signs of depression. I never looked it up, but these were my signs. Like, I just felt like I lost who I was. Like, I kind of was just in this fog is the best way I can explain it. And it just got to a point where um, I just, like, plateaued, which I I needed to do. But um, I did want to ask you, Val, because, like, my depression took me to a really low point. But like, I know you've also been in that low point and yours did result in a different aspect. Um, and I kind of just want you to like speak on that and mm-hmm. maybe we can loop back around. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I experienced depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and I honestly, I think I had, I had anxiety for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I was a high functioning depressive person. Mm. So Mm -hmm. when I went to therapy, I was like, well, I, there's no way I can be depressed. Like I'm not sulking. Like there are some days where it's hard to get out of bed, but I'm like, Nope, I'm getting up. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing Mm -hmm. that. Like, and my therapist is like, you're high functioning. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that that existed. So yeah. Yeah. Lack of motivation is one Mm -hmm. feeling hopeless, feeling um, hopeless. Yeah. Like just a feeling of like nothing Mm -hmm. at all is going to ever work. Like I, nothing's going to get better ever. Like just not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But also knowing that like you could be high functioning and still depressed. Like Mm -hmm. I was constantly doing something. I was getting A's. I was, you know, doing my work. I was getting work done. I was successful, but I was depressed. Like when I would lay my head at night, like I would cry. And the next morning I'd wake up like nothing and continue on my day and was a successful student. Like no one would ever have imagined it or yeah. saw it mm-hmm. you know um unless you maybe you were in my inner 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 circle and you saw me crying at times or um but even then I didn't really let people in on that yeah. too much and then uh, it got to a point where I was very su- very very suicidal and I was hospitalized actually for mm-hmm. it and that was really I think like my my breaking point mm-hmm. like I I was like I hit rock bottom mm-hmm. right now like and that's when I realized, like, I need help. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, like, I was supposed to be, I was on 5150, so I was supposed to be there, I think, for three days. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my, like, 
I'm telling you, I was high functioning and I was so like good at like mm-hmm. being like, I'm fine. I'm okay. So I was mm-hmm. in there and I was like, I cannot be in here. Like it, this is scary. Mm-hmm. And so when I was seeing the therapist in there, I was like, oh, you know, like I totally understand. Like, yeah, what I did was terrible and it was mm-hmm. wrong. And like, I don't like, that's not even me. Mm-hmm. And like, I talked my way so well out of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, you seem like fine. So, um, okay. As long as you know that you need to get a therapist and you do this mm-hmm. and like, they let me out. I was like, oh, that's right, you know. Then I went home and I was crying. But, like, I I think, like, sometimes people have a certain um, view of, of, what, what depression of what depression or what anxiety or mm-hmm. what these things look like. Yeah. And that's not at all. Like, I'd had panic attacks or mm-hmm. um, my anxiety was, like, I would get really overstimulated and I'd just, like, freak out. So, like, the smallest thing, like, let's say... Um, someone started asking me a question and it was just like, I was so overwhelmed already. I would be like, I don't like, I just, I don't know. Like, and I mean, you've experienced that once with me before, but like, I, and I was like, why am I like this? I literally thought something was wrong with me. I was mm-hmm. like, what is going on with me? What's wrong with me? I was like, am I freaking bipolar? Yeah. Am I like, um, I'm, I'm just a horrible person. I don't like, I just thought all these things. Mm-hmm. And so that made the suicidal thoughts even worse. Cause I was yeah. like, the world would just be better without me. Yeah. I like my friends would be better off without me. My partner would be better off without me. Like I felt like a burden, like my fan, like all of these things, thoughts that were never true. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, like I did find a therapist and I started getting help and that's when I got into my faith. Mm-hmm. And then like in 2020, I got really sick. And again, the depression got like really bad uh, because I was just sick and I couldn't do anything. It was 2020. We were in quarantine. I was in and out the hospital. I lost a bunch of weight and I just felt like the rug was being pulled out from yeah. under me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was losing a big part of my identity with like how drastic the changes mm-hmm. in my appearance and everything around me and what I was capable of mm-hmm. doing. Um, I just felt like everything was just different. And I actually got to the point after one hospital visit where I got home. And this was my first really encounter and experience, I think, with God, mm-hmm. um, where I got, I guess this is part of my testimony to you guys. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, where I got home and I was like, I'm done. Like, I like I was just like, I, I literally had a plan for how I was just yeah. like going to, you know, end it all. And I got in the shower and I, th- I swear it was like probably like a two hour shower. And I just like literally got down on my knees and I just started sobbing and crying out mm-hmm. to God and saying like, I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know if you're there. Like I like I, I I'm just done fighting. And if you're there, I need you to fight for me because mm-hmm. there's like I can't do it mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like and if it's up to me, I'm not going to do it. So like yeah. I'm done right now and I'm giving up. And like, I was I like Elijah, mm-hmm. it just felt like Elijah in that moment where mm-hmm. I said, I'm over it. Like mm-hmm. I'm done. Kill me now. Mm-hmm. Take me now. And, um, and I went to sleep the next morning and it's because I was experiencing a lot of like physical pain and just mm-hmm. all these things from, um, the illness I'm diagnosed with. And the next morning was like the first morning in months that I did not experience pain, like mm-hmm. waking up or that I even slept through the night. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I was crying because I was like, God, you hear me? Like, yeah. you're real, you know? Yeah. And that's where my faith, like my journey with God really started. And I look back now and I think about it and I don't experience like the depression and anxiety that I used to have. Like mm-hmm. I don't experience panic attacks the way I used to. I don't experience like that, like that deep depression. I don't, I've had, I haven't had suicidal thoughts, thank God, um, or any of that. And Mm -hmm. so 
I look at it as I I was honestly like honest to God, God has delivered me from those things. Mm-hmm. But I also have found freedom. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we have to look at um I think sometimes we're asking for God to deliver us from from our mental health issues, right? From mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're going through, um, anger issues, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but we also need to seek the freedom. Mm-hmm. So I think deliverance is more of like, I was delivered from depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Like I was taken out of that. But just because I was taken out of it doesn't mean that it was taken out of me. Yeah. And I think that's where the freedom comes mm-hmm. in. And that... yeah. I can be delivered from my anxiety, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I have freedom from my anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and that's good. where relying on scripture, relying on truth mm-hmm. would be really helpful. So yeah. like, you know, relying on scripture that talks about not to like cat, but to cast our anxieties onto him, right. To, mm-hmm. um, to focus our minds on things that are praiseworthy and like the mm-hmm. scripture that we went over last week, yeah. like, last episode. And I just think like, I, I forgot what your question was even now, but like, I'm just no, saying like it. that mm-hmm. was, that was my experience and mm-hmm. my experience with God. And I truly, truly believe because of that, that God can deliver you from your mental health issues. And I know it's such a, sometimes it could sound like such a Christianese thing mm-hmm. to say, because yeah. there it, it's serious. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes medication is required. I was put on antidepressants, mm-hmm. but I couldn't cause I just, I, I, it literally made me feel so horrible. So I stopped taking it. Mm-hmm. So God delivered me without medication, but sometimes you might need medication and that yeah. might be the way that God's delivering you. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Yeah. I think that it's just figuring out the way that God wants to do the healing in us and for that moment. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to remind you, um, if you're listening and you're going through these things that God can and will deliver you, whether mm-hmm. it's right now or it's in, in eternity, he will deliver you and you will be delivered from these emotions, mm-hmm. from these thoughts, from mm-hmm. these things. You just need to give it to him though. I think sometimes we want to be healed from things that we we're not even giving God. Yeah. And God can't heal something you're not giving him. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's something that you were probably struggling with for mm-hmm. a little bit is yeah. giving him everything that like you were mm-hmm. facing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we talked about this. And so, um, what I think, what is one thing that helped you get out of, because you were, you were depressed for mm-hmm. like the last couple months. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that you're completely like, Oh, you're, you're not, you're not feeling any type of depression, mm-hmm. but you seem to be doing a bit better now. Mm-hmm. Like what has helped you get out of that? I think it's really just like, Depression is a lack of hope, you know, and when you know who your hope is, it makes you so depression is a lack of hope and a lack of like target and vision and like where you're going. Like Val said, it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It feels like there's no end to your pain. And so when you kind of like refocus your hope back and understand that your hope is a person and it is Jesus, like that really does help you. Not gonna. I'm not saying it takes it away. Val was delivered from it. Praise the Lord. Um, but if depression, anxiety is something that you struggle with, it might just be like a thorn in your side, you know. And like we're born into sin, y'all. It is what it is. I know so many people who are Christians and believers, and they still struggle with anxiety on a daily. Still struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. Like it just. It doesn't make you less of a follower. It doesn't make you seem like you're not as close to God as you should be. It doesn't make Val more holy. Like it, no. it's not that like, it's just 
knowing God makes the pain better or easier. Um, like when he says my yoke is um, light, my yoke is light. Like it, he gives us the strength, strength we need to get through that. So like, I wouldn't say like, I didn't have like a, I was praying on my knees moment and I woke up and everything was better. I just woke up one day and I will tell everyone this till the day I die. And I just felt like I heard the birds chirping. Like it was just so dark. It was so clouded. And I want to speak to people who like may be having thoughts of not wanting to live anymore. And like Val Mm -hmm. said, um, like Elijah, because I definitely had those thoughts. I didn't have a plan, but I got so low to the point where I, not saying like a plan is bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. You did. The way I asked oh. you and you were like, no, I don't have those thoughts at all. No, I did. Um, She's a lot. Right now, <laughs> right now, people listen to this right I now. definitely this confided really, in one person about it. But um, this girl really lied to me. <laughs> I know. I, I think I was like, what it was is I was ashamed. And I talked to mm-hmm. my pastor about it. Um, and like, it was hard for me to voice it to anyone, but my pastor gave me a lot of wisdom on it. And um, we talked about Elijah and I really meditated on Elijah for a long time because I tried to make sense of everything. But I would say having the thoughts of like, God, I don't want to live anymore is a pretty normal thought. I wouldn't say it's very a healthy mindset to be in. But when you come to a position where you're that low, where circum like, I had circumstantial depression. Like I just kept freaking getting knocked left and right. Like the enemy just freaking beat me up. Okay. If you see some of those fighters that are out there on the wrestling matches and they're like swollen eyes and busted lips and like bleeding everywhere. That was me at the end of last year. <laughs> like that's how much, and not even the enemy. I'm not going to give him that much credit, but that's how much like just trials and stretching and pressing and crushing and refining that I needed to go through to set the foundation for me to run on this year. Um, It's all to bring God glory. But um, I definitely had those thoughts. I got to a point where I was laying in my bed crying and I just literally kept thinking like, it would be better for me to be in heaven with God. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to continue being sad every single day. Like, I just, I, I want to be with you, God. Like I kept just crying out to him because it just felt so hard. I didn't want to, I was just so exhausted of being kicked down. And I was, so I was having those thoughts, but like Val said, Elijah had those thoughts too. And the best thing that happened to me is what I did to help myself in my depression is what Elijah did. I got so like, I was just so done. I went back home. I literally laid on my couch for like three days. I was also sick and my mom took care of me and she fed me and I slept. And that's what Elijah did. He was so overwhelmed by Jezebel's threats to come after him because she was killing off the prophets that he resorted to a cave and then the angels brought him food and he slept. It doesn't say how many days he did this, but that's what he did. And God delivered him from that. And I did that. I resorted back to my hometown. I let my mom take care of me and I slept. And that was probably the best move I ever made for myself. And I think like, even when you're in depression and you're like in this state of like darkness and you feel like you can't really think about anything else, your gut and like, it's not your gut. It's the Holy Spirit. Let's be real. I'm not going to talk all world here. It's your whole, it's the Holy Spirit. Like you're still very aware of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit was just pressing on me. You need to go home. You need to go home. You need to go home because I was depressed and sad. I was sharing a room with my friend and I was about to get sick. Like I had just gotten like the common cold that everyone was getting. 
and the Holy Spirit kept pressing me like, you need to go home. But I was just like delaying it. And then when I went home, of course, like I started feeling better. Um, but I would say like, I just came out of it, you know, and it came, I didn't pray the night before like you did, you know, like I didn't have this moment. I just woke up and I, I decided that day I woke up and I felt better, but I also decided that day that like, I felt like I had hope. I felt like I had something to look forward to. Like I was going to drive back to Southern California and I had a plan. And for me, like having some plan, some sort of structure was enough for me in that season because of my life of feeling like it was just chaos. There was no structure. So having that and then just like me, you know, really meditating on Elijah and just seeking like God for that and acknowledging him because I had an honest moment with God afterwards too. But I, I, it wasn't until afterwards, like I was praying to God and I told him, like, I apologize for not acknowledging him throughout my whole depression because I didn't pray. I wasn't holy at all. Like I didn't pray, didn't confide in him. I just slept and I, and I was just sad. And I just like allowed my mom to take care of me. But when I was reflecting on it and I felt like I was in a better headspace, I did thank God because I know that God brought my mom and he used my mom to give me the love I needed in that time. You know, like he provided that house over my head. Like I acknowledged him in all the little things and I thanked him for it. And I said, like, I was very aware that that was you. She was that angel that he sent yes. to Elijah. Yes. The oh, very angel that, <laughs> the very angel that, and I think I remember telling you, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you just, Elijah, all he did was rest and eat. Yeah. And then. That's literally all but, I did. But like, it's not beautiful mm-hmm. that God, exactly what he did for Elijah would do for you. Mm-hmm. If he did it for them, he'll do it for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that goes to show with not just their testimonies, but even our testimonies, like how God moves in and through us. Like sometimes I'll listen to our episodes and I'm like, dang, we sound so holy. Like God really be speaking. And I'm just like. But that, that's how he talks to everyone. Like everyone has access to this. Everyone ha- has access to this wisdom and this knowledge. It's really just putting in the effort to take the time to seek it and learn about it. And like maybe we're doing that homework for you. And praise the Lord, I'm, I'm happy to share the wisdom, you know, but like God wants to give us access to him fully. And he he didn't say that life here on earth would be easy, but he did say that his yoke is light. And his burden, wait, his his yoke is easy and his burden is light, you know? And although we will face trials of many kinds, I might fall in depression again. You know, like I, my scripture for the year is Romans 12, 12, and it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. So what does that mean? I might face affliction this year, but I'm going to be patient in it and then be faithful in prayer. And so like, we're not promised an easy road. But if we think about it, when I reflect on everything that happened last year, it's so beneficial to the kingdom. And like I said this before, but like I would go through it again if it meant that more people came to know Jesus through the beauty and the light and the glory and the goodness and the strength that came out of all that chaos. And I feel like I fell really hard, but I could have fallen harder if I didn't have the foundation of Jesus. So I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, that's how I got out of it. I guess I just woke up one day. <laughs> but I think the answer is you turn to Jesus. You Always. Turned, you yeah. turned your hope 
back to him, mm-hmm. your attention back to him, because I think it could be really easy to uh, turn our attention to our thoughts and turn our attention yeah. to our emotions. But our emotions are fleeting. And I think an important thing to know is that your emotions are signals. Mm-hmm. Your emotions should not lead you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it could be really be really easy to be led by our feelings or our emotions because they feel so heavy at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I was in, when I would experience depression or anxiety, like I felt like my emotions were so real that like I couldn't escape them. Yeah, that's what and, I feel like too when I got to that really dark Yeah, space. like I just felt like this sadness is so real. Like I will never escape this. Like I yeah. just felt like I was trapped in mm-hmm. the box. Yeah. And... I think a really important thing to know is that your, your emotions should not let you don't be held captive by your emotions. Remind yourself of who God is because mm-hmm. he is, he is Jehovah Jireh. He's provider. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is healer. He is Elroy. He sees you. Those mm-hmm. are things that remind like that mm-hmm. remind me. And like I said, like, so in that moment, where I experienced God, I wasn't delivered from my depression and anxiety. It was more of like that was, I didn't feel pain, that physical pain. Right, right. After that, I still experienced depression. Mm-hmm. I still experienced anxiety. But it was like in small increments, like when I look back now, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, I haven't experienced the depression that I have had, I, that I had. I haven't experienced those anxious thoughts like I mm-hmm. used to. And that's when I realized, like, I have really been delivered from this. But like I said, just because you've been delivered for something doesn't mean that you don't, that you're experiencing freedom from it. Because I can look back at times where I was delivered from that anxiety and depression, but I didn't experience freedom from my anxious thoughts. Like I would still have those anxious thoughts and I had to remind myself of who God was and remind myself of the freedom that I have in him. And I mean, just like I was telling you today, um, and, and that doesn't mean that the devil cannot still use these, those same things of your past to try mm-hmm. to attack you. Like, yeah. you know, like I was telling you today, like last night I woke up in a panic. Like I mm-hmm. literally felt like I was having a panic attack today. I felt so anxious, but it could really be as simple as in I know, I know how if you are experiencing depression right now, if you're experiencing anxiety, or I know we keep saying those because those are the, really the main things that a lot mm-hmm. of people experience. But whether it's bipolar disorder, whether whether it's anger issues, whether it's um, borderline personality, so whatever it is, anything that you're experiencing that has to do with mental health, I know it. It could be so annoying to hear me probably say like it's as simple as this, mm-hmm. but this is again my experience, and I know I would have been annoyed too. Um, hearing this but it really is like I sat down today because I was having these like I was feeling really anxious and I was like why do I feel this anxiety and I just sat on my floor and I said Jesus take this from me Jesus take this from me Jesus take this from me like this is not mine like take this from me like I don't want this take this from me and like I got here and you were like how are you feeling and I was like I feel good like Mm -hmm. I just like I felt better like I felt free and I just kept reminding myself like and it reminds me of Martha and Mary, you know, Jesus told Martha, like, why are you anxious mm-hmm. when there's like only one thing that matters? Mm-hmm. Why are you anxious about all of these things mm-hmm. when there's one thing that matters? And I think sometimes we forget that it's as simple as sitting at mm-hmm. Jesus' feet mm-hmm. because that's the one thing mm-hmm. that matters. Yeah. And I literally sat down and sat at his feet and said, take this from me, take this from me. Like, this is not mine. Like, I don't want it. And he did. And I think sometimes we look at it like, oh, yeah, okay, but it's true. And he can do that. Mm -hmm. Like he he can really do that if you allow him to. But he cannot take something from you that you're holding on to or that you refuse to give to him. And so I think just things that we want to like leave off with 
to you if you are experiencing um, any mental health issues know that first you are not alone and I think there's someone that's listening to this that really really needs to hear this whether mm-hmm. you're experiencing depression anxiety suicidal thoughts whatever it is you are not alone mm-hmm. and God sees you mm-hmm. you are seen you are loved you are heard he hears those silent cries that you have at night he hears um you just asking him for relief and he's with you in that it is elroy he's elroy mm-hmm. he sees you he's the god who sees you and i feel like some people need to hear that that they're seen and that they're heard and they're not alone the statistics should show you that you're not alone but do not wait do not wait 11 years to get help do yeah. not be part of the 50 percent who never seek help for treatable illnesses mm-hmm. not only is it treatable through medicine because god is the genius of medicine mm-hmm. and so not only is it treatable through that medicine but it is also treatable by sitting at the feet of jesus Mm -hmm. and so if you don't trust anyone around you or know like who you could talk to talk to jesus Mm -hmm. he is the one person that you can who is consistent who is there who is Mm -hmm. listening to you who sees you who Mm -hmm. sees you at every stage at Mm -hmm. every point and moment in time that you are have been dealing with this and he cares and mm-hmm. he just is waiting for he's just waiting for you to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, like Mac was saying earlier is turning your focus back onto God and mm-hmm. realizing that he is he is your hope. Mm-hmm. He is your he is your end and his promises are your end and his promise to you is that one day you will not experience any of this any of this pain any of this um affliction any of this just um emotional like trial anything that you're feeling one day that will all be gone Mm -hmm. and that is something that like you should hold on to Mm -hmm. and um that's a promise to hold on to Mm -hmm. and god also says that he has not forsaken you so you are not alone and I know the statistics show you that you're not alone. Our stories show you that you're mm-hmm. not alone. But also the Bible, the stories mm-hmm. in the Bible show you. Yes, Elijah yeah. is like one main But pers- Paul, like there's so many people throughout scripture that have struggled with anxiety and depression. Like this is very much a thing that we're born into the world with, you yeah. know, because like our hope, like Val said, isn't here. Our hope is in eternity. And even, even stories that aren't so like... Um, Major... Not just major, but aren't it wouldn't be as clear to you. Like I, right. I would see like you know we used to say like call me Mara, Mara. Mm-hmm. Like Naomi was she was she depressed. Was, yeah, she was, she was sad. Mm-hmm. She was not just bitter, but she was depressed and sad. Like mm-hmm. imagine the grief that she was going Absolutely. through. Yeah. Um, like think about she succumbed to that reality. Yeah, think about the psalms that David wrote. He wrote so many psalms of lament. Mm-hmm. He was depressed. Mm-hmm. He was sad. Like mm-hmm. there's so many. I think sometimes we like look over those things of like oh like the people in the Bible also felt these things and like God gave us these stories so that we can look to and be like wow like I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. The sadness that I feel, David felt. The sadness that I felt, mm-hmm. Naomi felt. The mm-hmm. sadness, the Look depression Job. that I felt. Poor Job. Job. <laughs> Poor Job. Yeah, let's not forget about Job. Let's not forget about Job. We got to yeah. name him. He, he felt like the depression that I felt, Elijah felt. Like mm-hmm. the suicidal thoughts that I have, Elijah had. Like these great people that we've re- read about for generations that their stories are so profound. Like, you know, they these are the same people that experience the same trial and tribulation that we do 
So I, I hope that does encourage you because yeah, that's that's a Bible, okay? These pe- they're the people they're in the Bible, you know. <laughs> so I think just if you're struggling with mental health, and this is we wanted to talk about this. I don't. I don't even know if, like where we kind of went with this, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think we're just sharing our stories and mm-hmm. sharing what's helped us. Um, and I hope that in some way this helped you, whether it's just yeah. to not feel alone or to give some kind of tools. But I think tools that we want to give you is, I think one important thing, and I always advocate for this, is therapy. Yeah, Get, Find a therapist. 100%. Find a therapist or find a trusted mentor, mm-hmm. whether that's your pastor, whether that is someone older than you that you really trust that has like life wisdom to speak into you um like that can help but a professional is always so helpful Mm -hmm. so please go to therapy and i know it can be so hard but find a therapist that works for you try different therapists therapy is like speed dating and you just have to find the right fit Mm -hmm. go to find a therapist find scripture like whether that's maybe maybe you don't have the motivation to open up your bible and read Mm -hmm. go to google and look up scripture for anxiety scripture for Mm -hmm. depression scripture for suicide scripture for like whatever it is that you're feeling and you will find thousands of scriptures and read those scriptures over and over again why because those scriptures are promises to you those Mm -hmm. scriptures are not just there for us to read and like mm-hmm. put on coffee cups yeah. that they sell at Marshall's. No, these scriptures are there for you to remember the promises that are yeah. given to you that have been made freely available to you. And, you know, so get your like, find a scripture that speaks to you. Um, sit at the feet of Jesus. Even if you don't have anything to say besides Jesus, take this from me. Like mm-hmm. I did today. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and said, Jesus, take this. Jesus, take this. Like, d- like I don't want this. Sit there and say that. Or even if you sit there and just weep, but you're mm-hmm. weeping at Jesus' feet. Like, yeah. Remember what Jesus told Martha. You're anxious about many things when only one thing matters. Yeah. So if you're anxious, if you have all these anxious thoughts, remember that only one thing matters and that is sitting at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. and also use scripture to fight the thoughts that you're having the enemy will continue to put those anxious thoughts in you but use scripture use you know make your thoughts obedient to the word of God mm-hmm. like use scripture to combat any lies that the enemy is feeding you mm-hmm. lies that you're not enough lies that you're not seen lies that your life doesn't matter no your life matters why because Jesus literally die on the cross because that's how much it mattered to him. Yeah. So fight the lies of the enemy with the truth and the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that is our, that's our greatest weapon mm-hmm. is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I like, what else, Mac, what am I missing besides those things? I think you pretty like listed everything I was going to say. Um, yeah, I would just like, uh, what I would just add on that is like, it can sound as simple as like saying the name of Jesus, but the turnout isn't always the same. Like I did that when I was like crying out to God and I was just like, take this from me. Like if, if you're not going to take me home with you, take this from me. I didn't wake up and feel any better. I woke up even more sad that Mm -hmm. I would had to face another day, (laughs) you know, like I woke up sad, but will I, what I will say is because God is almighty and he is powerful. I woke up the next day with a strength to fight I texted Val that yes. day and said, I want to be happy. And then that's when she's like, be happy, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, something that simple. But like, I just wanted to fight through. <laughs> I'm so, I feel like 
not even on this episode. I'm like, yeah, just say Jesus, take this for me. You're like, I need to be happy. I'm like, okay, yeah, be happy. Be happy. <laughs> It's really not simple for Val, but us other people no. who aren't as anointed. No, I'm just kidding. No, not even. Not no, I know, even. I know, because I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> I know, no, I know. That's so funny. But like, yeah. But I also like I think about it, and sometimes like we overcomplicate things. We do. Mm-hmm. But th- that's not to take away that medication is required. Sometimes mm-hmm. I took medication, mm-hmm. and it's there's no shame in it. Give yeah. that shame over to God of. You know, you said you felt shame about even talking about having those suicidal right. thoughts. Yeah. And that's what keeps us that's what keeps us silent and that's mm-hmm. where the enemy wants us. Why? Yeah. Because I had a friend that I lost to suicide. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard for me because I just I had been there in that mm-hmm. spot and she knew that I had been there before. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she had experienced that before f- finally, you know, doing it. Um but the shame of um, the shame keeps us quiet. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of shame. And like I I could say that when I when I was experiencing a lot of shame and I wanted to stay quiet about my suicidal thoughts is when I experienced them more heavily yeah. is when I was when I had a plan mm-hmm. is when I like mm-hmm. was ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And when I finally opened up about it, whether it was to a therapist, when I, when I opened about it, opened up about it to my mom, when I opened up about it to my friends, um, I experienced more freedom from it mm-hmm. because the enemy didn't have me captive in my mm-hmm. shame anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where the enemy wants us. And sometimes I think about my friend and I'm like, she didn't, she, you know, we knew about it, but I think sometimes she didn't like talk about it. Like, at least I know to me, like, she didn't talk about it as much. And I sometimes I think I'm like, was that shame? Was it like whatever it was? And that's where the enemy wants to do. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling shame, give that shame over to God and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing the enemy wants you to do is to speak about what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But that is the one thing that God needs you to do. Mm-hmm. First of all, so you can heal it. And second of all, so that you can experience some form of freedom from it. Mm-hmm. And he can use people like he mm-hmm. used your mom mm-hmm. to come in right yeah and so i think yeah i think just don't let yourself be held held back and held captive by the shame mm-hmm. and lastly i would just add you know it's a new year new me you know what i'm saying like new year it's always there's this sense of like awakening right we have a whole year to look forward to there is a lot of hope and excitement and like renew re- you feel renewed and just like expect it for what's to come So I would encourage you, set your foundation. I think the best, the only way I got through what I got through was because of the foundation I spent years creating. And like I could have fallen further, but I had that foundation that kept my head afloat. And so as I am expectant for the year and like understanding that, you know, um, I might face more trial and like, you know, life is life. Circumstances happen. Things happen. And we get hurt and that's okay. But like, what can I do now to strengthen my relationship with God? What can I do now to prepare myself for when I do fall so that I can be resilient and I can bounce back and I can just not know who I am, but know whose I am. I would say that was the, that was my strength through all of last year is that I knew whose I was I was God's and I had authority and he is in me and he is around me. And like, that is what just kept me going for so long until I just couldn't do it anymore. But 
even that, like I was seriously deep depressed for not that long. And, you know, I think that's all glory to God because like, I just, I know, I knew whose I was and I wasn't going to let the lies of the enemy. So when Val says like, you know, know God's truth, that is how you're going to set the foundation. I encourage everyone listening, find a scripture for the year, find a scripture for a week, like know God's truth so that when you hear the lies, you can fight them easier. When the enemy would tell me that I was not enough, I would fight him back with scripture. When he would like tell me that I'm alone, I'd fight him back with scripture like every single time I fought back because God gave me that strength. So we know, like I said in an episode prior, like we know the the waves are going to come, the battles are going to come, the attacks are going to come. A new year, a new beginning. What can we do now to prepare our foundation for when the the rug feels like it's being pulled out from under us again. I think it's just important to uh, um, to seek to see. At the end of the day, it's a, the most important part is to seek God in it mm-hmm. and take care of yourself. Yeah, Mac took care of herself. She did what she needed to do for herself by going home. You need to figure out what it is that you need to what God is calling you to do for yourself in this season, and do that. Be obedient in that sit at his feet, Mm -hmm. use scripture to combat whatever thoughts, whatever feelings you're having. Do not be led by your emotions. Do not let your emotions lead you. Let the truth of God lead Mm -hmm. you. And just remember, because again, I just feel like someone, people need to hear this. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Continue to hold on to the name of the name of God, Elroy. The God who sees me. Yeah. He sees you. He is with you. He sees the struggle that you're facing. He sees, again, the, the tears that you're crying. You're not alone. And he weeps with you. Jesus weeps with you. And I think it sometimes that's just such an important thing to remember because it can feel like he's so distant when we're feeling so in the pit mm-hmm. of darkness and we don't see a light. But Jesus is that light. Mm-hmm. And so let him let the Holy Spirit come in and pour that light and pour Mm -hmm. that peace and that comfort into you. Yeah. And so again, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, if you need help, if you are having any, any thoughts, um, of suicide or anything, we are not professionals. We cannot give you professional with like advice on this. Mm -hmm. So please seek the advice from a professional person clinician and if you do need someone to talk to our dms are open please never hesitate to reach out to us again we can't give you clinical advice but we can pray for you and we can be there for you so that you don't feel alone Mm -hmm. and that is really what we want to do and so we love you Mm -hmm. we are praying for you and we're going to close out in prayer now yes heavenly father i just thank you again for just another episode where we can just share our hearts share testimonies and hope Hopefully, um, out of what we experience, they'll bring ultimately awareness and glory to your name, God. I pray every single, I pray over every single person under the sound of my voice that um, if they're facing any mental health issues, God, that in this moment you give them the strength to continue to want to fight, God. That they wake up in the morning feeling completely delivered from depression and anxiety or whatever they're facing God, or um, they go to sleep tonight with the, with the sense of comfort that they're not alone and that they just feel the presence of you surrounding them with your love, God. So I just pray that this episode truly blesses their ears, God. And if anything, it makes them just realize that with you, literally anything is possible and that you are the key to um, our strength and our 
joy in the midst of these hard seasons, God? And will you give them vision for this year, God, that they'll go into it ready and and prepared for the blessings and the obstacles and the spiritual warfares and the favor and the anointing that will come in the future, God? Will they... Um, receive vision for how to prepare for that now, God, and that will they wake up tomorrow feeling ready to do so, God. This is a new year, a new opportunity to um, start the year off seeking you and preparing for what's to come. So we love you and we thank you. And it's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Girl, Girl listen. listen.